Hi, welcome back to another episode of You the Mother podcast by Abby Williams, a space dedicated to supporting, empowering, and connecting all parents in all seasons of parenthood. You can find more supportive content over on Instagram at You the Mother, and be sure to check out youthemother.com where you can reach out to work with me one on one or sign up for my group coaching. In today's episode, I am welcoming on Andrea Herbert. She is a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a marathoner working to complete 26.2 miles in all 50 states. Andrea juggles a lot. Coming from a dysfunctional home and a small town in Wisconsin, Andrea knew she was made for more and moved to Minnesota to pursue life experience and an education. Now in the health and wellness industry for over 14 years, She's making it her mission to simplify the research and inspire women everywhere to own their health and life. In today's episode, we talk all about maintaining our identity through motherhood. We talk about prioritizing self-care as a mom and why these things are so hard to do. We talk about some of the biggest mistakes moms make when it comes to self-care and the absolute must for maintaining individual identity throughout motherhood. You can find Andrea over on her website, goldivyhealthco.com. You can find her on her podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Ivy Unleash Podcast. And you can find her over on Instagram at goldivyhealthco. I hope that you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support here on the podcast always means the world to me. And I so appreciate you being here. So let's get started in supporting you, the mother. Andrea, welcome to the You the Mother podcast. I'm so excited that you are here joining us today to talk about maintaining some of our identity through motherhood and prioritizing self-care. Sometimes these things can feel really overwhelming and like a huge hurdle. Um, So I'm really excited for this conversation. But first, tell me listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. I've learned so much from all the amazing guests and I love your vulnerability. I just think it's beautiful. So thank you, first of all, for having me. And a bit about me, I am, I feel like I'm, I was just talking with Abby a little bit before this, like, I feel like I'm in this new chapter. I like, I feel like I'm on this mission now that my youngest is five and in school to, and this started a few years ago, but to really help women, especially moms, understand that it's crucial for them to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that looks so many different ways, but I'm a health coach, a personal trainer, and then I'm a mom of three. My oldest is 10, and then I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And I'm trying to run a marathon in all 50 states, and so I have like my personal goals, and I'm momming really hard, and I have a business. It's called Gold Ivy Health Co., and I started it in COVID with my business partner, Brooke, And our mission was basically like to provide these resources to women that simplify taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you know, her and I didn't have a whole lot of guidance growing up. And so we were always sharing book recommendations and podcast recommendations. And I was just kind of feeling like maybe we could share this on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. So we started the Ivy Unleashed podcast and that shares like people's stories of resiliency and how they go through hard things or like, Mm -hmm. you know, our our listeners are mostly moms and then just health and wellness tips, like how 
it is not that easy to take care of yourself, it's especially not. when you're taking care of other people. <laughs> and I, so I feel like the conversation around self-care, it's just never ending. Yeah. Like, and it's this big word, you know, this buzzword right now, but it, it just, we always need to think about self-care and mm-hmm. identify ways that we need it. And it, and acknowledge that we're always changing and evolving. Our families are growing Mm -hmm. and then we have these new chapters and then what's it look like in that chapter? And so I just think like the need is, you know, more important now than ever that we, we can, can take better care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also what States have you ran the marathon in so far? (laughs) Well, 24, 24 of them. Yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah, I've ran the Midwest, like all of the States that are drivable. I live in Minnesota and then the really fun ones like California and Arizona yeah. and uh, like Philadelphia and uh, a few random. But I'm running my 25th state in November, and that's going to be in Oklahoma because I can drive. Good there. for you. Good for you. What like an exciting, I think, goal for yourself too. Well, yeah, and it weaves in exactly what I preach. It's yeah. like one of my passions is traveling. Yeah. Like I want Same. to see everything and yeah. do everything and then – I want to create memories with my kids. And so what better way to do that than pairing like my love of running Mm -hmm. and this passion with seeing our United States. Like the United States is so beautiful. And I've gone to so many places that I, I I don't think I ever would have went to Boise, Idaho. If (laughs) right. It was so beautiful. I loved it. Right. I know we do something similar, not not as uh, ambitious, but we do the baseball stadiums. We're like trying to oh, get cool. all the baseball, the major league baseball stadiums. And we are halfway there this year. Uh, we reached wow. 15, but like same, you know, it's like we go into cities that maybe you wouldn't have, wouldn't have otherwise gone to. And it's really cool to just kind of see how different people are, you know, living and what, totally. what the, what's, out there in the United States. It's really, really cool. So I love that. And that you can like take the kids along for these, you know, experiences is really cool. And just to clarify, I do not take them to all of them yeah. because it is so expensive to take them to these places. So good for you. Right. I, I'm like, yeah, this might be a good one for me just to drive to by myself. Or we did two this summer with uh, just our oldest. And it was like something that I started with my oldest and he has like this big love of baseball. And then it's like, Will we go back to those ones with the other three that we didn't take? Like, how do you navigate that? I don't know. We'll see. But I agree. It gets expensive when you have multiple kids and the world is expensive right now. It really is. It's too much. It's too much. (laughs) So, yeah. But let's, like, get the car back on their lane. Um, (laughs) So maintaining our identity, I think, like, let's kind of start there when we're talking about coming into motherhood, which I think is Mm -hmm. this huge identity now shift, you know, and we kind of talk about when this baby is born, a mother is born, right? And this new version of you is born. Maybe you have more than one child, maybe you have one, two, three, four, however many. I think that these different versions are born with each child, you know, and you can kind of look back, you have three kids, I have four. And like, I am not the same person that I was before I started this motherhood journey. I'm not the same person that I was when I was a mother of one, two, three, you know, like I think that we continuously are evolving, which can be difficult because then you have these moments of like, well, who the heck am I? 
you throw in some of the self-care stuff of like, how am I even going to care for this new person of me? And so I guess like, how do you help women maybe lean into these new versions of ourselves? And, you know, like, what does it mean to maintain our identity when maybe we don't know who the heck we are anymore? Yeah, I think the first step is just acknowledging that, like, of course, of course, this happens. Yes, I agree. Because, you know, it, it's so noisy when you're pregnant mm-hmm. and you are going to have kids. Like, there's so many people asking you questions, mm-hmm. making assumptions, giving you advice. We throw these showers and everybody just insinuates certain things you should be doing or you know, friends you've had forever see you change. Like for me, I had kids before all of my friends. Yeah, same. And so, yeah, and it was, it's tough because first of all, it's isolating anyways to be pregnant and have a baby because yeah, maybe other people are having kids, but it's not the same exact time as you. And you know, it's, everyone has their own unique experience. And so I think just acknowledging like, of course this happens where this is really tough. Like I don't know who I am and how could I, because this is new. Yeah. And now I'm in charge of someone's physical and emotional well-being forever. Like, yeah, of course. Like, I know this is common knowledge, but it is huge. It's and huge. It, it's <laughs> I so think that, huge. like, the moment that, like, that sets in, it's not, like, in pregnancy. Like, you come home with this baby and you're like, who, who let me come home with this kid? <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. I know. I remember <laughs> like, sitting I'm in the I'm going to be in charge of like, this person for the next yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. I remember sitting in my bathtub, like trying to heal and like having a second without mm-hmm. my firstborn and like looking at the wall, like, Oh my, oh my God, God. What you know, I just like, <laughs> I had like that moment, you know, yeah. or, you know, when my husband's asleep and I'm up in the middle of the night with her thinking like, Oh my God, like you are relying on me for everything. Mm-hmm. And like all these things, like I said, it's such common sense, yeah. but of course we have an identity shift. Right. Like this is the biggest job in the world. Yeah. And like you said, as you, you know, have more kids, things change. Mm -hmm. Like you do get a little bit more confident maybe Mm -hmm. with certain things, but then you have more guilt about like, okay, am I spending enough time with the first one? And it's just, there's so many thoughts that we have. And I think something that's so crucial with identity is like having support, like your spouse, whether it's your spouse, your friends, your family that are like, what do you need now? Like, or just doing things that you know are necessary so that you can have a moment. Because mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is even taking the time to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing I see, at least, of people just take the assumptions and ideas from other people of what they should be doing, and they start to try and do those things instead of actually asking themselves what they need. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a full spa day. It doesn't have to be you know, the things that are suggested or thrown at us that we need to make time for that are probably very expensive. It's literally just like, can I have 10 minutes in the bathroom to just like do my skincare routine and brush my teeth before bed, like without a kid pulling on my body? You know, it could be as simple as that, those types of things of, you know, what would be kind of nice for me to start with a baby step of what helps me feel like me, like I can just breathe for a second to even like be able to express what I need Mm -hmm. to my partner or tell a friend what I'm struggling with because I need a little bit of accountability following through Yeah, because it's so easy to put it on the back burner. It is absolutely so easy. I just had one of these like meltdowns last week (laughs) with my partner, right? Of like, I'm not taking care of myself. I need somebody to like throw me a life vest. I'm drowning, right? 
And so when we're, I think when you're talking about um, these check-ins with ourselves, they're so important. And I'm like right in the thick of it with you listeners who are learning these things. And I think, you know, even like myself who knows, you know, I need to be doing these check-ins. It can be so easy to slip right back into some of these patterns where we're just doing for everybody. We're overworking ourselves. Maybe you're taking on too much at work. Um, I had like the perfect storm of, I just recently have um, put in place like full-time childcare for my youngest. So I had like Mm full-time childcare for the first time in six years. Um, which is like super great, but for over functioner <laughs> Abby, maybe I don't know if it's so great all the time because now I'm like, oh, now I need to like really pack full my schedule, you know, and I need to just be work, 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 work. And so I was doing that right where I was over scheduling myself and work, 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 work. And then as soon as I log off, I go straight into mom mode. I'm give, 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 give. And my husband was traveling a whole bunch during this month. So, you know, like there's no, hey, tag, you're in. I need to go take a break moment. And so it was just like this perfect storm of when he finally got home, I just like unloaded on him, right? Of this is all your fault that I have no time for myself, which it's not. And I like came back around and had that repair moment with him. But, you know, just like and having the conversation of this is what I need and this is what I need to be doing for myself. These are the boundaries that I need to like put in place with my work stuff so that I'm not over functioning, but it's really hard. Right. But I think that as women, especially in mothers, we have been so conditioned to give to everybody that of course, like our stuff gets put on the back burner. And then of course you're burnout and you're crispy. And now like, I don't even know what I need because I'm so like far gone. Right. And he was like having like, you know, as I'm having my meltdown, he's like, well, just like, what do you need? What do you need? I'm like, (laughs) I don't even know. Cause I don't even know like who I am right now. Right. Um, But so these check-ins that you're talking about are so important. And if you're able to find the time to do that daily, and I would advocate for like multiple times a day. Right. Andrea, like what, what do you uh, suggest with like these check-ins? What are kind of maybe some of your practices that you do that are helpful or things that you help the people that you work with? Yeah. Well, I think even just making the shift into like, this is something I do can be really overwhelming. Yeah. And I don't think it's actually going to happen. And I don't think you're going to follow through with it. Yeah. If you don't believe in your heart and soul that you are worthy of this time, like, yeah. If you watch this, if you watch this self-sacrifice badge of honor, I do everything for my family, and you saw, like, this is just what women do. Like, yeah. I didn't see that. Like, my my mom wasn't around that much, and it wasn't, like, that kind of situation. Yeah. But I swear, like, 90% of the women I talk to, it is, like, my mom did this and had the best childhood, and so that's what we do, right? Yeah. But I was at the park the other day, and I was talking with this woman, and she was kind of bragging. She was a grandma watching her granddaughter, and she was, like, bragging kind of about Oh, my husband never picked up a dish and he never changed a diaper and he whatever. And I was like, oh, how did that work for your relationship? Like, how much resentment did you hold? You know, like, just joking. And she was like, Marcus would be dead. (laughs) Yeah. She goes, well, now that you think of it, uh, we fought a lot. Yeah. And I do hold a ton of resentment. I throw it in this face all the time. And I'm like, okay. And so something I love about your podcast is you talk about breaking the cycle, right? Like, we saw our moms do it. We saw our grandmas do it. And they were pissed about yeah. it. Like deep down inside, they have some resentment. And 
like anybody would if they were carrying that that burden, mm-hmm. right? And so believing like, okay, this is a cycle that, yes, we can still love our kids and be there for our kids, but they need to see us ask for help. Yeah. They need to see us take this time and they need to see us say, hey, just a second, this is actually my morning time. I, you know, once they're a certain age, you yeah. can do this. And this is what I do is like, you know, until 7 a.m., I need this time for me to fill up my cup and I'll have a lot of energy for you. And so some people, you know, have their kids color, sit on screens or play in their room or whatever. I don't care. (laughs) But if you can creating that boundary for yourself of like showing them, this is my time for me. And I want you to have time for you because if I don't know who I am and what I want and how I align with that, I can't even be there for you at breakfast. I'm going to be resentful that I didn't get my time. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is for me, I, um, I'm a believer. I, I read the Bi- a Bible app, um, a verse, and a devotional in the morning. Mm-hmm. I do a little bit of journaling. If I'm really feeling into the woo-woo-wee practices of my coach, I do a little meditation. And um, and then sometimes it's exercise and sometimes it's not. Like right now, I'm um, doing some personal training in my neighborhood. So this morning, it started with that. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, wow, I got to like – I am ready for anything like GPS is on gas is full seat heaters are on. Like I've got, I can go for a lot. Like, where are we going? Cause I am ready, you know, instead of feeling like I'm going to run out of gas here. I don't know where I'm going. Yes. I need a snack. And so that's kind of my morning practice. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that it doesn't always happen, but it, my day's a lot better when it does. Do you feel like then you can go all day or do you have like a midday before dinner? Maybe I need to check in on myself moment. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Well, I am like, you know, as a health coach, I'm like, let's plan out our days. Like, let's really be intentional about what we need. Right. I also love coffee. That's the big, that helps a lot. Um, but I like to actually really exercise midday. Yeah. Like when kids are still at school, if I have a lunch break or a break between calls or whatever, and I know that's not everybody has yeah. that like that privilege, and that is amazing if you do. But it's also why I created what I created with my business partner called Move with Gold Ivy. So we have a virtual workout platform where it's like, especially for people that I've got 10 minutes or my kids are home with me. Yeah. Like doing a workout in front of them that's accessible put it on your TV, put it on your iPad, put it on whatever um, that you can do at home because sometimes you only have 10 minutes or you have to do it with your kids by you. And it's good for them to see you doing that. Like maybe you picture I'm all by myself. I'm at a gym or I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm running away from the house and I can walk or run as far as, but like, that's not life all the time. And so I was like past versions of Abby was a lot like that. And so like, because I couldn't achieve this like magical things that I had in my head of like meditation and getting to the gym, I just did Mm. nothing then. Yeah. And let me tell you how that worked. It didn't. Exactly. (laughs) It led to burnout and resentment with my partner and, you know, a crispy mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's It's just like, we got to meet ourselves where we're at. That's exactly right. And I think too, it's, it's meeting yourself where you're at, but being honest about like, how's this really going? Like how often (laughs) am I getting to the gym? How often am I getting this time? Like you will have more energy. Mm -hmm. You will feel more confident that you're following, following through with the workout. If you're getting it done, even if it's 10 minutes, it's more than you were doing. No, it's not what you pictured, but sometimes you have to be honest. Like, 
man, I've got to show my kids it's important to move. Mm-hmm. I got to show my kids it's important to get outside. I got whatever it is, fill in the blank right. that you know would make you feel better, even if they're around and it's kind of messy and not the best version. You know, <laughs> express it to your partner or someone right. that can help you. Right. Out. Like I do want a day where I get out of here and I go to a gym yeah. or I run outside for as long as I want, but yeah. that's not always in the cards. Yeah, yeah, and. Sometimes just like reminding yourself that this season is temporary is so important, right? There are just like some seasons of motherhood that you are in the trenches and the the things that you want and need aren't super accessible and you have to kind of adjust with them and you're a little like, this stinks right now. It does end. That season does end. Um. And it does get easier and your kids are more sufficient and you can do some of these things by yourself. And it there is light at the end of the tunnel for those of you who have the little people because I know yeah. those years I are think just that's, rough. I, yeah, I think that's also like hard to hear when you're in it. Like, yeah. okay, but like when? I'm legit drowning. <laughs> like I, especially when you don't have sleep, I like know. that just makes you absolutely crazy. And so I think following people like you mm-hmm. following people like us on gold ivy health yeah. co where it's like we are going to give you little tips like little things that literally just stepping outside for five minutes can boost your mood with getting touch some vitamin the grass the sun. touch the grass it's so true and it's like you could hear it over and over and over again and like maybe you'll do it the 10th time so yeah. like follow people that are going to keep telling yeah. you hey go like, touch grass i know you're exhausted yeah. but you still can do these little things for yourself yeah. And you need to get outside for your mental health, yeah. move your body for your mental health, check in with people that care about you, yeah. be honest with yourself and the people in your circle because people want to help you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we hate, you know, letting up and giving control to other people to be the superhero or whatever, but your mental health is everything. Like some moms don't make it through the trenches because they feel like there's no way out and their hormones are imbalanced and your mental health is really everything. Like when we started Ivy Unleashed, it was like, let's talk about sleep and let's talk about stress and let's talk about exercise. And then it was like, everything now is mental health. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. it all comes back to feeling enough, feeling worthy, feeling like you matter, feeling like there is light at the end of the tunnel, like you have support and like hearing these things over and over we always ask people at the end of the episode, like, what's something you wish you knew sooner? And we have 170 episodes. I'd say like a hundred of them. They all say like, I wish I knew that it'll all work out. Or I wish I knew I was enough. Yeah. You know, it's like these yeah. little things that I just don't think we can hear it enough that you matter. Yeah. And it's not easy to be a human being. And it's really not easy to be a mom. No, it's not. You are so worthy of your time. I do think that like the asking for help, I struggle with this too, and it's really hard. Um, but it's kind of like a muscle that it gets easier the more you do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so yes. just start. I know it's scary. I know that maybe you feel like a burden or like they have more important things to do or I should be able to do this all by myself. Stop shooting on yourself. Mm-hmm. Do the practice, right? Totally. Practice it. Um, and start with the easiest person, like start with a person that like, or you could even say like, Hey, I'm struggling with this, but I really feel like if I could have 30 minutes on Saturday morning, my husband's gone. Could you take the kids? And then when I get back, you go get 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. like 
start small and start with the person you know that would say yes. Yeah. But, you know, if you feel like you can't, like you need it to be fair and you can return a favor, yeah. do it. I know. You know. I used to do that with a girlfriend of mine where like one day a week and we would like alternate weeks, we would host like the play date so that you could get alone time, right? So like one week I would have the kids over. She would have like three hours to herself to go do whatever. Next week Ooh. she has the kids. I have three hours, you know, and it's one day. Um, but just I, that was such a huge thing for me, mm-hmm. like in that season of like multiple yeah, little hour, people. I mean, three hours. Like, I could just be a nap. <laughs> and <laughs> there was a lot a of nap. times that I just like sat in my house and did nothing. Like I just sat here, you know, and like you can go through the list of all the things that you should be doing or you could be doing doing during that time. I needed just three hours to just sit and stare at the wall in silence. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's okay. Well, right. And all that other and stuff can, be, can wait. Yeah. There can be shame in that yeah. too of like, okay, oh my gosh, the pressure yeah. now. Like I haven't had three hours myself right. in a decade, right. you know? But I think too, another thing like leaning on your friends is, you know, we get kind of this envy of, you know, like my sister-in-law, she lives right next door yeah. and she is so good at cooking mm-hmm. and meal planning and all these things. And like, I'm always like, God, I, like, I've tried 50 times to like have a system and whatever. And you know, leaning on your friends to be like, hey, you're pretty good at that thing. Yeah. You know, like, because sometimes we have this shame and guilt around like what we're not good at or like what we could be doing or whatever. I think too, leaning on your friends like, hey, you and your husband are great at going on dates. Like, how did you figure out your system? Or you're great at X, Y, Z. I think like there's so much about helping each other out Mm -hmm. that like we can tap into a little bit more that I think can create that buffer of like self-care where you're not like inventing the wheel yes. of like how to do it better yes. or feel better about yourself as a mom. And I think that helps so much with confidence as a mom too. Of I love that. You know, someone else, we all are good at our certain things. Yes. Like, I'm good at going for a run and not feeling bad about it. Like, do you want to talk about it? I'll tell you <laughs> like why for three hours. I love that. I love that. I'm going to like start looking at my friends' gifts that they have more, you know, intentionally. And it feels good for them to hear. Yeah, like you're really wow. good at this, right? Yeah. Teach and me. It takes your nothing ways. away from you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Andrea, what do you feel like are some of the mistakes that moms are making when it comes to self care? Hmm. I think a huge one is we've kind of touched on it, but like yeah. saying yes when you want to say no. Like, why are we saying it's yes me. when we already we're frazzled? It's like, me. you know what? I don't. I can't even tell you why the answer is no, but like, I just feel like I have the lid's too about much. To pop up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. And we do me. it. We're like, of course I can. I wanna. I wanna appear as the person that can do the thing or say yes to the thing. But like, God, this week is just nuts. Like, can we do a different week? Yeah. I think it's that. I think another mistake with self-care is like the thinking it needs to be a certain thing, like what everybody else thinks is self-care. And, you know, I always I have a neighbor. He's he's very sick. Um, he has cancer right now. And something that he's doing and his community of support, like people that have cancer in our community that he meets with is like they weave in play, things they used to do as a kid that brought them joy. Yeah. And he has connected back to that person within him like he forgot about. And it might be the quirkiest, weirdest thing, but like, God, I would love to go roller skating. You know, so weird. My friends would be like, what are 
no, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But things that used to bring you so much joy, like navigating yourself back to those things and whether it looks a little different now, but kind of coming back, like what does sound fun for me or like would actually rejuvenate me and not burn me out more and be like another thing. And I think you can't know what those things are unless you find quiet. Like Mm -hmm. you cannot hear your own voice, you know, and a lot of people that like, you know, they like to pray or meditate, like finding that, like even being able to hear yourself, you have to carve out, even if it's five minutes to find that time, get up five minutes before you normally do, or at the end of the night, what am I grateful for? And like, what would make tomorrow a little bit better if I did what, or I rested or I fill in the blank. And so I think it's slowing down to even hear yourself, you know, understanding that like you can create a life you don't have to escape from. Like the self-care doesn't need to be on a beach somewhere. Mm -hmm. It can be within your home where like we all want a place that we feel at peace. I know it's nuts when the kids are making a mess everywhere. (laughs) Like I understand those things, but where in your house can you find five to 10 minutes to find quiet Mm -hmm. or ask for it. Take the kids to the park, please, for half an hour so I can have, you know, my time. Um, Because it's just crucial because you don't know what you want. You don't know what your self-care is in every chapter. You're changing and evolving and it can look different and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There, I think like we can use our kids sometimes for like the play piece that you're talking about. And I love Mm -hmm. like the play kind of coming back to our inner child, right? It can be so healing if you're like myself, who's on some of this healing journey work. Um, but finding those joyful moments where you can be silly play is so, so important. I love that. Uh, this past weekend, Marcus and I were out with some friends. We had a date night with three other couples and we biked. We went down to the bike trail and went biking. And it just feels so fun, right? That you're like, I don't know. We don't bike enough. We have all the things, but we should not get out there enough. Um, but it kind of just like taps into little kid parts of you. Mm-hmm. One that I love is we get, we have winters here in Ohio. And when it snows, being able to like play out in the snow is my favorite. I love the playing in the snow, going sledding. Um, I love that. Building the snowman you know, getting in the yes. pool. Don't just sit on the edge of the pool, get in the pool and like ruffle them and like ha- have fun, throw your kids, be silly, go off the diving board. My girls are finally like being brave and going off the diving board for the first time this past summer. And I'm like, yeah, like let's go do cannonballs. Right. And I think like <laughs> I was definitely the only adult doing that. And mm-hmm. It's, That's awesome. And it kind of stinks, though, because I'm like, this is so fun. You know, they're laughing. I'm laughing. We're seeing, like, who has better splashes, right? And be the adult that, like, has fun and plays because it does. It's it just, so like, well, opens up a whole different thing for Yeah, you. and everything you're saying is also active, yeah. too. There's something that lights up on us when yeah. we're doing something active yeah. with our kids. And even if, you know, we did it when we were younger, like, yeah. that newness together, yeah. like, creating that dopamine hit together is such a bonding experience. And so I think that's so awesome. And then play is so important. Like it's so important as a family and for your mental health Mm -hmm. as a mom that you don't take yourself so seriously. Like your kids need to see you be goofy and not be afraid to look dumb or, you know, like have a dance party with them. That movement of the body, it just, 
Yeah. It does something. It does and do something. Like, you don't want them to think like, oh, my mom should just never let loose. Like, yeah. they want to giggle with you. They want to see, like, the joy from their mom yeah. means everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're not even going to be able to feel that joy if you're frazzled and haven't taken time to, to help yourself out with what you need, too. And so I feel like it's so full circle of time for you and time with them. And you can feel overwhelming. I'm away from them. I know. <laughs> I know. Running away from them. <laughs> it's like, what is the perfect balance, right? <laughs> well, my husband was just got home from a golf trip yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, he walked in. I was literally lacing my shoes. I'm like, hi, bye. bye. I'm going to be back in an hour yep. and I'm going to run as far as I can away from here before I turn around. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's okay, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Do you feel like there is, like, you know, we talk about, like, this balance, right, between all these different things, work, life, our self-care, our relationship, like, you know, there's just so many different buckets that I feel like we're trying to keep even and not mm-hmm. overflowing and not depleted. Is it, is it, like, attainable or do we, are we chasing, like, this mythical thing that's maybe we need yeah, to like give I mean, some grace I don't on. yeah I don't think the perfect balance exists I, don't I feel either. like <laughs> there's like strengths like right. right now this is this is a little like a little bit higher than the other thing yeah. but like in general you just can't leave a bucket like empty right, right? right. knowing like okay seasons even seasons of the year like summer it's so fun so many fun memories See, or whatever yeah. but like I'm eating way more ice cream and having <laughs> a lot more beers than I normally right. do and <laughs> Scale goes up. Not I never stop on the scale, but you know what I mean. Like clothes are tighter. You know, it's just like that's what summer is. Like, and I'm okay with that. Like, I don't like my pants being that tight, but I just stay away from jeans in the summer. You know, and so it's (laughs) like, I think having that acceptance of okay, in this season right now, this is going really well. This could use a little bit more attention. Mm -hmm. How can I fill that bucket up a little bit more without stressing about it? Mm -hmm. Like knowing, okay, that needs a little bit more attention this week. Okay. How could we, okay, I'm going to get to the grocery store. We need some vegetables in this house or, you know, whatever it may be of just like not feeling shame and guilt about what's not going the best. Cause there's always going to be something that needs attention. The second you figure one thing out, you're going to think that's what our brains do. They find the weakest link. They find the negative thing. They find the threat. And you know, the biggest thing as a health coach is like, how can we have a mindset shift about this where you're empowering yourself? Like I'm capable of whatever. And I'm really good at this right now. And how can I use that strength to lift this other thing up Mm -hmm. or delegate or delete it from my tasks completely or you name it. I think it's just not feeling like you're a failure if you're not thriving in all of the buckets. You are enough. Yes. You are enough. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, Andrea, I so enjoyed this conversation. And I think there's so many great takeaways, but I know that you have more resources for my listeners. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you? Yes. So anywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Gold Ivy Health Co. And then if you want to hear our podcast, it's called Ivy Unleashed. And that's on Spotify, Apple, uh, all of the things. And then uh, Move with Gold Ivy, the virtual platform I talked about, that's on our website, goldivyhealthco.com slash move. Mm-hmm. And you can always message Brooke and I. Like, we love, we like, we try to make health fun. And so yeah. we're very approachable people. We are 
girls, girls, message us. We're cheering you on. You cheer us on. And we just love to help women feel like this doesn't have to be this heavy thing. Like we are in this together. Yeah. I love that. I love those kind of communities. Um, Andrea, thank you again. All of those will be linked in the description of this podcast. Andrea, thank you for helping me support you, the mother. Thank you so much for having me. This was great.